0: Man, six pack lap of that. We got uh Carlos Peterson, and you were just saying, my man, I would you? Yeah, (laughs) you owe me one day. So, um,
1: one of the first things I would like to say, thank you for having me for the first time on your program or or show. And I would love to ask you one main question besides the long years you know me giving a ramp to the US uh, my very first time in 2017. I gotta ask you one main question What took you so long? That's
0: right, man. And you know what? Like, this is your coming out party. I was the commentator for the powerlifting uh, world championships in June. And you came in 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 the B flight. And I remember you talking to me there. And you saying, everybody's going to know who I am after this. Like, this is going to be my coming out party, so to speak. I'm paraphrasing. And if people didn't know, now they know. So going into the world championships, you're in the B flight. Did you know you were going to do what you're going to do coming in sixth overall, just outside of the top five? Oh, and by the way, if you got your third squat, which was a world record attempt, and if you got your third deadlift, which was 365, you would have ended up with um, just half a kilo shy of 870. That'd be three kilos off the podium, three kilos yep. off the podium. You know, if, if if all went to plan, you got and you got your lifts.
1: Well, you gotta be you, you gotta be more specific. Hold on, you gotta be more specific. Not just any podium, the final podium, because I did podium, and that's my main aim right now. As we go down into the conversation, how on.
0: Yeah. So, did you know? After this World Championships, people are gonna talk about me. I'm gonna be on everybody's radar. Yes. Yes. And and so go ahead. What was your feeling going in this? Because your, listen, your road to Sheffield video was amazing. We'll get into your past in the background story in a second. I want to talk about worlds in Sheffield and the battle of the 93s. Um, But (laughs) walking into this, you know, what, what was your thoughts like with all the other 93s there, knowing they're looking past you? And were you telling yourself, I'm going to make a statement this is my pathway to Sheffield. Did you foresee a possible Sheffield invite? And was all that on your mind?
1: Uh, the first year for Sheffield, firstly, uh uh 2022 Sheffield, I was looking forward for that wildcard, uh, in which I saw roughly about five, four to five wildcards. And due to my performance in New Zealand, which was Commonwealth Championship, I traveled all the way there. Trust me, it was quite costly. And, one of my main performers, it did not go as well as uh, what we could say I was wanted to, but uh, I was able to punch my ticket towards. And once I had punched my ticket towards, it turns here's what I'm not cancelling this Worlds again, or putting it uh, on any other um what we could say schedule or let something come in front of it. I cancel Arnold's again for that year. For 2023, just focusing on either Sheffields or Walls. When I saw Sheffields, everything was uh, already um, set out. I was like, okay, one more wild card, then it granted another lifter. I was like, all right, cool, no problem. Just continue working. That's me. Continue working, continue setting the pace, see what's up. I set out uh, to be one of the best. I am one of the best now. Detroit in Brazil by 12 and a half kilos. And trust me, it wasn't. A walk in the park
0: When when you look at the previous Sheffield so the ninety threes were all there um and Amar was was brought in and people will draw parallels and yeah. say you're like that you're like the next amar and Amar came in to threaten for the squat world record. do you feel that's a fair comparison or are you telling yourself my friend Omar came in, for that squat world record and nothing else. But you're coming in for something much more.
1: I'm coming uh, not just uh, for a squat record. I'm coming for myself to show the world what hard work, uh, perseverance, passion, patience, the full nine yards is all about. It's not just uh, going out there, setting, setting a record or breaking a record. It's the blood, the sweat, the tears uh, that we're able to put through and the agony that has set us at that level and able to achieve it. Everybody want to become one of the best in the world or even the greatest. But to sit out there and say, here's what, I've come from here and I'm able to do this, it, it, it gives you more for yourself. It gives you more for courage, more enthusiasm, better work, better perspective. And besides that, the negativism that uh, people pelt at you and so forth, you're the only person who can say, what hey, I want to be different. I want to be that different person that people, whether they look up to me or not look up to me, they could be able to say something about whether With a good bad, or ugly, we could be able to set a different path. And that is the beauty part about it. So going into um, World Championships, I put all cards down. I canceled uh, Arnold's, as mentioned. That was Arnold's in Brazil. I try to do one or two strongmans. I get my ass whooped, but uh, I was able to push myself. Uh, No coach, no um, no big fancy training or so. I don't have calibrated plates like all the top rank athletes. God's grace, I'm looking forward to buy my first and able to set out a better path. So, as mentioned, I train, push out some work, uh, see what's up. uh, I did attempted twice uh, that uh, squat record, and even now, <laughs> what that's a different page by itself. So, for Wales, uh, I attempted twice. I had failed it once, uh, and then the second one, uh, I got through with it. So, I was like, I was super confident for myself. Nevertheless, my best uh, in competition was uh, 325, 327.5 kilos. So, I was like, I can PR this. I can do this. But... I believe that was in the day for me. And again, as I uh, I said then, I'll say it again. What is for you will be for you. Once you're humble enough, once you're disciplined, it will come your way. All you got to do is have patience and have that perseverance so you can be able to achieve it at any time. But don't ever give up.
0: So when you come into Sheffield, you're not looking just like, sure, the squat world record, it's there, sure. But what are you looking to achieve?
1: Uh, one of my main achievements uh, besides a certain podium or besides podiuming, in which a lot of people I have a lot of negatives and I have a lot of uh, me, well, I could say mediocre people pelting shit at me from local to international. Oh, Carlos, you're just going to compete. You're just going to make a name for yourself. So I tell people, they say, I'm not just going to compete. I'm going to compete among the best. I'm one of the best now, and I'll say it again. I will place among top five guns in the world. And everybody's like, yo, where this guy came from? Good. I already got tested out of competition. I just can't wait to to get tested in competition again. Every single competition I've been tested, and I would like to reiterate that. Because a lot of people think I'm on drugs. A lot. So I'm not running away from the fact. So with that now, Sheffield is the cream of the creaming. Everyone is looking forward to accomplish something. Achieve something. One of my main achievements is setting the bar higher, not just for myself, but for more so the upcoming athletes who are behind behind me, right here in Guyana, and also the South American hemisphere. Because it's not just a country I'm repre- representing. I'm representing the whole of South America. I'm totally a bit, uh, what we could say, angry that Brazil is not there. I'm always looking forward to compete against that fellow, Mr. David Coimbra. I look up to him as a very senior athlete, and damn. I never get the opportunity. I was to get the opportunity at Malta, but he pulled out due to some grind injury. That's what he told me. And he he wished me the best of it. So, again, Sheffields, uh, I'm going to, again, I'm going to set a statement. I'm going to make or even rewrite some records because uh, I'm not backing off. As I said it in my bio, and I'll say it uh, here now. You guys know exactly what I'm capable of. I know my bench is locked. But careful, do not underestimate me. I'm coming. The pie is already being baked. I just want my slice, buddy.
0: <laughs> I love that was that's a phenomenal semi, by the way. I loved your video. Um, yeah, so we'll talk about like all the testing and stuff, because that kind of put wraps that up. Uh, but moving into Sheffield, do you who do you think is gonna win the battle of the ninety threes?
1: Who who I think? I'm not putting myself in there. I'm not putting Kaiko. I'm not putting Aiden. And I'm not putting Holland. It's going to be a battle of the battle.
0: Of the 493s, how many of them are going to be totaling over 900 kilos?
1: Myself. <laughs> Solo, you're just yourself? Well, whosoever comes first wins, right? That's right. I'll be I'll be the first to total 900. Any other is second? There It is.
0: There it is. And what do you think this does for powerlifting as a whole in in Guyana and in, in all South America to see you because you were the lone lifter from your nation at the world championships. You're the lone one there. And what does it mean to be the only one at the world stage, to be the first to go to Sheffield in representing all of South America?
1: My brother, it's a great uh, honor, privilege, uh, hard work, uh, as mentioned, perseverance, uh, passion, a lot of sacrifice, a lot of sacrifice. And to get there, it wasn't a walk in the park. I have, uh, again, I have a lot of um, negativism around me and so forth, but... Those are things that drives me to keep going, keep pushing, and even continue being the best person than yesterday. And one of the best things we could do is to look at yourself and always judge yourself first before you're able to judge others. So here in Guyana, yes, uh, as I mentioned on uh, Sabado Sensations, I told him, everybody here in Guyana, they want to compete, they want to get there and so forth. But everybody's looking for benefits. I'm not looking for that benefit right away. It took me years to reach where I am. Yes, uh, good luck for those who, or we could say, started, reached there, and willing to maintain it. I'm not one of those guys. I'm one of those guys who had to start from rock bottom, climb, 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 climb. I do like today, yes, I'm the big bad wolf in South America, not just Guyana. And the beauty part about it is that every time I come out to compete, and people hear that hey Carlos is competing. It was like, what? Nah, if Carlos is competing, I'm not going there. <laughs> so one of the main things I said out to myself every time I compete, I must able to break my personal best, either squat, bench, or deadlift.
0: And so, so at the World Championships, obviously you qualified. You said you had to go through the Commonwealth to qualify. What is the qualification pathway for a Guyanese lifter? You have to go to another international event before you go to Worlds. It's not just to to be the national champion.
1: No, uh, in Guyana is different. However, I like myself. I convert for myself. Yeah, uh, if you don't do a regional. You're not qualified for the worlds. Uh, uh, like now, I'm a world-ranked athlete. I have already ticked off all the boxes. So uh, every year now, I can go to worlds. That's if uh, I don't bow out uh, or any injury that has me to pull out from worlds. It's not like the US. You 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 make the top two in any weight class. You qualify. Here is different, man.
0: So it's a, it's the long road. You took long a long road, but... road to get it in New Zealand, is a hell of a flight from where you're at 14 hours. It's, it's crazy. It's it like a whole nother day time zone. Like it, yep. I, I've done podcasts with guys from that time zone, and it's literally it's my Sunday, it's their Monday. Like then yep. a whole nother day and competing.
1: Yeah, in the future,
0: yeah. It's like your time traveler. You become a freaking time traveler. How badly did that affect you? In terms of the time zone change, the flights and all that, were you was that surprising or was it not as bad as you thought?
1: No, it was a bit surprising because every time I travel, every time I travel, I'm a guy who walks along with 94, 95 kilos. Imagine that, right? So when I arrived in New Zealand, that's how many kilos I had. Mm,
0: were you heavy due to it because you're retaining water? Yeah, bro.
1: Yeah, were you? What were you? Ninety nine? Nah, I was ninety seven. I was ninety eight kilos.
0: Damn. Okay, so you had a lot to cut, man. Five kilos
1: is ten pound cut. Unexpected ah. too. Yeah, unexpected. Yes, but uh, once you once you you know your homework, you're able to traverse certain things a bit easy. For example, when I reached New Zealand, what I did was I get the solid meal. I went check out the the arena, say hi to who know me, and so forth. One of the three main persons I always greet is the executives of the IPF. I always pay my respects and stuff. They acknowledge me. I, I acknowledge them. I, and that, I go check my weight. I literally weigh in almost 98 kilos. So I run it 98 kilos. I say, here's what. Time for me to shake some weight. So what I did, I put on my my tracksuit, put on an extra T-shirt, and put on my uh, a sweater. I went to the gym. No extreme cardio. All I did was uh, put it on incline and I start ponging some Rocky Balboa. I'm a very 100% Rocky fan. So I was uh, in, what you could say, full eye of the Tiger, buddy.
0: Well, you, you kind of are like a Rocky in this, though, aren't you? Like, you, oh, man, I am. everyone else is everyone's training on kilo plates. Everybody's coming from these powerhouse nations and powerlifting. And they have these massive social media followings and everyone sees them coming. And here you come the underdog training on whatever gym equipment you got. You know, you just got straight up pound plates, uncalibrated doing your thing. And you got an opportunity to make a statement.
1: Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Uh, Again, I'm looking forward for not just to set a bar for myself, but I'm looking forward to set that, uh, what we could say, that main point that everybody always looked down to lesser nations and they say, oh, ah, they don't have anything much or whatever. So I want to be that guy that's like, yo, I came from nothing. I walked my butt off. I'm here. I don't have what you guys have. I got to do a 10 hours. I got to do it. 12 hours. Sometimes I do a 16 hours. I'm a certified crane operator. So now I'm a lifting coordinator. So I got to be on the ball, up rolling. When it comes to lifting and coordination, I'm there. So that's within machines now. So I got to be lifting weights for myself. So when I come off a strict shift or whatever, I see some people posting up after uh, a grind day at work and so forth. I was like, yo, come sit in a machine and talk to me different. But again, <laughs> everyone has, yeah, finish. That's your work day?
0: You do yes, work days that long and then go train afterwards? Yes, sir. Holy smokes, man. Yeah. This this is a rocky
1: story. No, I'm well, telling you. I'm telling you straight. That if anything, I could even call my manager. I could even call my coach. And even my other half right now. These people can tell you. I'm not joking around. Hmm. Sometimes I got to work two, three shifts one time. The supervisors are different. Oh, Carlos, you're the coordinator. Sets up. All right, good, cool. No problem. I I have time. I have two three crane operators working with me. I have to be up all night. Don't ask. Coffee is up to here, buddy. Coffee is up to here. Mm. So when I hear some people, for example, within the ninety-threes, they had this, they had that. I was like, yo, you guys got it fucking good. I have shit weights. For example, when I walk in the gym and my eyes are a bit sore, I don't care. One thing the, the gym gives me respect for, the gym could be rampack, rampack. And someone they see me, like, oh, shit, strong man, just come back. Hey, strong man, what are you doing today? was like, I'm squatting. He's like, all right, cool, no problem. Literally, who's rep is working? Yeah, you got two more sets, right? Then all of a sudden, he's like, yo, uh, the rock is yours, man. So... Within that time I go, I walk, I stop, I start shopping. I will shop seven for five plates on each side. There's fourteen. You Get yeah, me? Good. That's a regular day. Well, right. That's 25, 25, 10, 5, 2.5. Well, right. set up my routine, start squatting, doing my stuff, everything. Oh, I'm gonna call one, two, a lot. Or I will call uh, the guys from right in the gym to spot me or even to video me and so forth. Sometimes, uh, even though I'm fully exhausted, I get an XL, which is a, an energy drink. Sometimes I get a monster. Uh, I kill, kick it up with a bit of a coffee or even one animal pack, and I'm good to go. When I finish that, I'll be sleeping like a baby.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, and the people around you, are they like all rallying and supporting you and recognizing what you could do for powerlifting? Are, have people taken notice now that you are invited to Sheffield and you did what you did at the World Championships?
1: I won't say all of them. Some are rooting for me. Some not. Some is like, "Oh, Carlos is getting there," and you know they always have like he always for himself. I gotta be myself first, buddy. I gotta put myself first. If I don't put myself first. Trust me. Just another person in the club, clip my wings and say, well, new fresh kid on the block.
0: And when you watched Sheffield last year, what was your impression? Were you impressed by the lifters? And then we'll talk about the actual event. But what was your impression of the 93s?
1: Two so of the 93s in which I, I look I look at the top five 93s worldwide. Now I look at the full top 10. I'm never close to these guys when it comes to bench press. Okay, I'm nowhere close, but when it comes to squatting dead, there's two guys that did not even come close to the top five. I said, like, What the hell, man? But again, someday there's good days, there's bad days. Every day the sun shines, but not every day it rains. Mm. You could get a cloudy day, you could get a, a a moody day, you could get all types of days once the sun is shining. But the beauty part about it, you got to make it worthwhile. I believe Amar had a, a groin injury, and, uh, and I believe his sciatica start acting. And then you have uh, Emil also was chasing uh, for the bench press. I don't know if he pulled his uh, his low um levator muscles, but all of a sudden I see he was shaking his uh, his shoulders. As like these guys are injured and coming to a big meet, but again. They come first. I'm still on the dog from a distance. I look, I watch, I learn. So now it's my turn. I got to set the, the pace on a different level.
0: And how did you feel about the showmanship and the the actual event itself? You got guys like Gavin Eden, hit that squat, reach out towards the crowd and, and start flexing in the crowd. Just 2,000 people go crazy. What were your thoughts when you're watching this?
1: Uh, the showmanship is there showmanship is there right? Sportmanship is not you know what I mean sportsmanship is not In, the sportsmanship might be within the US team but how many athletes you will see, for example, like yourself, you will go and greet almost every single athlete right you won't see, Athletes will go and meet athletes, uh, have a one-on-one on them and so forth. I say, man, oh, they, I love this, I love that. Oh, How can we this and how can we do de- uh, uh Tell me something. Give me a pointer on how I can better my bench press and so forth. You don't find that much in powerlifting. I can tell you straight. But if you go to strongman, you find it. You have that camaraderie. You have that sportsmanship. But honestly, in, in powerlifting, you don't find that much. Nope. Sorry.
0: Really, you feel like there's like um, an elite level and they don't reach down to help people on the way up.
1: I will say yes to that. uh, Because everybody, for example, there's a fresh kid on the block. uh, As I mentioned before, we are top gunners right now. Sadly, they're going to have a new kid come brush all of us. Then all of a sudden, we want to know this kid. We want to know how his life works. How this, how that. Good. At least every single athlete, this is what I will do. If I'm a top rank athlete, in which I am a day like today, I become world champion. And I know within the top 10, there's uh, some few athletes at age getting a struggle in any way. I can set out something and say, yo, I'm willing to give you a extra hand. Okay? Again, <clears throat> excuse me, it's the same way that Apollo gave... Ram, um rocky that title shot twice who gets such a marvelous classic in two balls with one no way once in a lifetime there's something good behind you that this fella is willing to give you that extra hand Good well, to clarify that and also to emphasize it also when i had made it uh, in the top six in the world there's few people Who was backing me online and so forth, Carlos, man, I think you should do this. I think you should do that. Give me pointers and stuff. But afterwards, there's roughly about uh, 10 to roughly 15 different coaches want to coach me all of a sudden. I was like, where the hell are you guys? Whoa, really? that's Yeah you are you guys want to have a piece of me now when i was seeking help asking for WhatsApp, that's you guys like oh you got to pay this you guys, i don't have a problem but the point is why is it you want to help me now because well, i reached the top i haven't reached the top yet much as when i start creaming the top and polishing it that's what i'm trying to say that's what i'm trying to set out to everyone all day don't wait till someone come knocking at your door to see what's happening or what's wrong Start very fine. Start because you don't know which day one of those same persons going to come and ask you or even give you that extra helping hand. Mm -hmm. Yeah, honestly, that's the ugly part about the sport. Did you
0: previously reach out to some of these coaches and they didn't give you help?
1: Quite a few, my brother. Quite a few. Quite a Ah. few. Quite a few. I don't want to call names, but uh, I know for sure they'll be seeing this here. And trust me, even former world champions, I reach out to. You know what they turn and tell me? Sorry, X and Y and Z. It's like, okay, no problem. So, like, I want to be envious or whatever. The same the same words they tell me or they have told me is the same words I'll be giving them. Trust me. And like, I will leave your hand in mid-air waiting for, to shake my hand or whatever. But just the same words you told me is the same words I'll be telling you. Sorry to say Mm. there's There's a background story here yep I don't want to call names because a lot of people will start pointing fingers and again I don't give a damn about it gotcha and so
0: this kind of helps put some gas in the tank for you this kind of helps give you some motivation to be like okay all right, I see my pathway I know what I got to do yes in Sheffield in Sheffield All the athletes, all the coaches, they're all there. They're all watching. And this is your opportunity to be like, now, just like Rocky, now I show you I belong. I just want to show everybody I I deserve to be
1: here. Yeah. Trust me, my brother. It's very, what we could say, it's like like a needle in a hair stock when you find it, right? And the the time uh, that you took uh, to go through fine by, fine, fine, and piece by piece, uh, no one knows uh, the broken glass is left behind you. Everybody sees what's shining upstairs. You know what I mean? I'm not perfect. Uh, No one is. The beauty part about it, I keep putting in my work. I keep driving. I keep grinding. Today, tomorrow, I made it. Trust me. I'm able to look left, look right, and even look around me. Because without uh, motivation, we won't be able to keep climbing. Without consistency, we won't be able to keep uh, putting in the work. But above all, without time and discipline, there is no success.
0: When When you look at these 93s, is it at all, is it intimidating when you see the numbers they did at Sheffield and at Worlds? How would you categorize it when you're assessing what you see? Or is it not intimidating at all? It's um w- w- how do you assess them?
1: The only thing that intimidates me is bench press. There's the only thing. Fair. Yeah. There's the only thing. I was like, I understand there's some big strong dudes benching beyond 450 pounds. I was like, what the hell? These guys are eating, man. Well, no, there's 393 is in five hundred clubs, I was like, "What the?" Fuck?
0: Yeah, it's crazy, man.
1: That's the only <laughs> thing that intimidates me. But squat and deadlift is like, yo, yeah. uh-uh. I know I have tremendous legs. We gotta talk at a different level now. Wind it down slowly, 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 <laughs> slowly. Yeah. Do
0: yeah. you think now? these other 93s are overlooking you and some of these 93s like previously that weren't answering the DMs or whatever, do you think they're overlooking you now and they're only looking at each other or do you think now they're starting to understand?
1: I believe uh, a little bit of everything. Especially the top three. Mr. Gavin, Jonathan Kaiko, and also Gavin Honlan. Um, Gustav Hanlon. Gavin has been trailing the record for the past four years now. I believe five by now. Uh, Kaiko, a marvelous bencher. However, his best squat was back in 2018, 2019. And from then to now, he has not squat of those numbers. So I keep everybody in check. Gavin, he has a depth problem in which uh, when it comes to his muscle memory gains, uh, he tend not to focus on that, in which I've mentioned before. He have a plateau. And I, I believe he he picks before time. Gavin, uh, Gustavo, marvelous bencher, marvelous uh, deadlifter. But when it comes to his squat, he, he have a little tweak. So, again, as you see uh, there, Amara, you have uh, a great squatter, great upper body, midsection quite a bit uh, off because uh, he tends to focus on two lifts and not just all three His because his his deadlift is not that great and then you have emil krastev a next power bencher he doesn't focus that much on his squat. uh, he focuses on his bench in which he you want to achieve that and then he has a quite of a kick when it comes to his deadlift so look for a next guy who's coming quite a bit sharp, in which uh, no one li- really discusses about him is Sasha. Sasha is an incredible lifter, yeah. and if uh, we as ninety three don't look at that, trust me, Sasha gonna come from out of the blues and like just like how Mitchell came out to the blues and sweep everyone up, just like that, Sasha gonna it gonna happen to Sasha, cause his bench is marvelous, his deadlift is insane, and. The only tweak that he has is uh, his squad. And every Rex I his squad. I'm in deep trouble too as a 93. So trust me, he's not a walk in the park for anything. So you're
0: a student. You, you study these guys. You know all their numbers. I heard you on the Sabato Sessions podcast. You knew all their numbers. You've studied them. You know what to expect. You even know like temp selections, what they kind of do. Like you would mention Gavin, who's been chasing that world record and, and has had difficulty hitting that squat depth. Do you kind of think you know what to expect from these guys due to how you studied them?
1: Yes. Kaiko gonna break the bench once again. I'm nowhere close to Kaiko. I'm nowhere close. Two thirty four, two thirty five, two forty, 240, two forty five kilo. Damn, what are you go what you eat them, <laughs>
0: Yeah. On the flip side, though, um, in the total, you go over 900. None of them have gone over 900. Nope. So you are right there. And I want to ask you as well. Obviously, you and Gavin are going to be fighting for that squat world record. Does it matter to you at all what Gavin's placing? Are you looking at building your total? Or because he's forever in pursuit of that squat world record. And he might go for it on his second. He said he would, but we'll see what happens the day of. Are you going to chase him, fight for that record? Are you like, my man, you do whatever you're going to do. I'm going for the total.
1: My brother, I'll say this and I'll say it again. Whosoever comes, I welcome. Whosoever goes, I welcome. The beauty part about it, the game is SBD. You get me? One thing I'll say, though. Yes, it's gonna be a battle of between myself and Gavin. But the beauty part with Gavin, now he has to humble himself a bit more. That's uh, that that reaction that he has. I was once there, buddy. I still am. But here's what: I prefer sit, overlook, analyze, observe, and then here's what. All right, this is your tweak. This is my tweak. All right, time to close up the shop and show the keys example I overheard that he's willing to jump his second at 335 my brother don't jump while I'm right up your ass
0: <laughs> it's do you think his his style and approach to attempt selection I mean he's so make or break if he goes all three squats he'll be super far ahead but if he overshoots and misses
1: yeah he's super far back but it's they, so do you are, you are the kind of guy who will love oh. you to talk to after a very long time. You know powerlifting, you study this stuff. But so mm. that exactly know what's up. Okay, so yeah. as to what you say, okay, I'm gonna look at the top fives right now. I'm not talking, I'm not gonna start with me. I'm gonna start with uh, Hanlan Gustav His approach is great. I love it, I respect it. Okay. His plateau is uh, 325 kilo. He never runs past that. He's never put up, let's say, a, a 327 or even a 326. So, Gustav, we never know, but I can tell you for sure, he, he's not going to squat a record. He's going to look to run off that total and make it even eight ninety eight ninety five or even, you never know, 900. Good. Tycho is not running for no squat record. No. no. Eh, eh, no. Tycho's best squat was 3 or 7.5 kilos in those years ago. And one of his best was 3.10. I can't remember. I can't recall when last he squatted the 3.10. And that's from 2019 to now. Right. Good. His bench is being increasingly almost every world meet. By 0. 0.5 to 5 kilos. And he's going to keep that because he, he don't want to scrape his tongue. He's a very smart fellow. His deadlift is reached a plateau, and he want to maintain those numbers. He want to maintain solid numbers. And I I love his persuasion, and I love his uh, attitude towards it. Because you got the 300 squat. You get me? And let's say you have a 305 squat. You have a 245 bench, and you have a 350 dead. Yo, you're unmatchable right now because of your bench press. But imagine if you get a 3-30 squat, <laughs> be incredible, right? But he's not focusing on that. So he focuses on maintaining his world the greatest bencher, and also maintaining his total. So he's he's chipping, he's chipping slowly because he, he don't have no one on his back. But again, bench press doesn't win a world a world class championship. Good, and then you come down to. What we could say, you have uh, Amar, then you have Emil, and then you have the big two right now is big sensation. You have Gavin, then you have myself. Well, right. I could tell you a bit about Gavin. I, I, I look at him, I what's up. He has his own, what we could say, his own triumph and so forth. And also, you have his own egos. And I'll tell you this, uh, from my analyzation, and many others have seen it. Right. You don't set out because you want to set out. Yes, you have a great motivational speech and so forth, but you got to know exactly how you're picking and choosing certain things, bro. Open numbers could be solidly in between or just above. Just above, for example, let's say your best is 325. Open with at least 315, 310 kilos with just a solid number. Then. And then you go to your third best in the gym. The third best in the gym. This is what I do. You know what I mean? Don't go to your be- very best in the gym. Yeah? Go. These guys train with kilo plates. I don't train with kilo plates. I train volume plates all the time. They know exactly what I'll be sitting long way. So I won't be scraping the tank. One thing I'll say for sure, six pack, I'll tell you this here.
0: I open first,
1: I'm going to put anyone with any 93 on the back burner. You get me? Yeah. Good. Whosoever comes second, I will respond. Remember, I came first, right? Good. Remember, when you weigh heavy, for example, let's say a guy opens with 320. No one is opening with 320. He has a a very big work, right? Good. But for a guy who, who opened in with 300, 305, or even 310, which is above the 320, he has a much more room on how he could be able to improve on his lips or on his calls. So let's say someone opened with 320. Yes, he's good. He's standing good. But let's say the guy who opens with 310, go breaks the world record just by a 2.5. You got me? Right. The guy who's below, he got to be confident enough that, hey, well, I'm going to go put 335, 15 kilos above that. Right? Good. You don't know if that guy who just broke the record has a lot more in the tank and he just playing with you to see what you got. <laughs> this is <working. laughs> yeah. that's where, that's where the science comes in. You know I mean? Thank God now I have a coach who studied the games too. So, trust me, I'm not jumping while I'm not flexing while. Again, I'm looking for a decent decent total in which a lot of people turn and say, Carlos, if you go for 900 kilos first, well, what the fuck are you eating? I'm like, yo, I'm working, buddy, I'm working.
0: And these aren't just wild numbers you're throwing out there. This is what your training what? is pacing. And again, what some people got to keep in mind, if you got your third squat and third deadlift at worlds, you would have been just below 870. They're looking at the total, and but strength wise, it your total from worlds might be lower than what your strength might have been. So they're thinking your total at worlds was your cap. That was your max, but it might have been somewhere else in between. You know what I mean? It might have been, who knows where it might have been if you just shaved off a couple of kilos on those third attempts. So it's not always like people think.
1: Yeah, that's true. uh, uh for my uh, for my deadlift, I had that three sixty five, but my sciatica started pulling a bit, so I thought I say, "Is what? Leave it alone. leave it alone." And honestly, three sixty five is what I do for two, three reps now. That's, that's so- No, honestly, and I, do, I I have done three sixty five in uh, back then. Last year before wars, I did it for two reps. I could even send you a video. Yeah. Could
0: you actually can I repost these?
1: Uh, I don't do top 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 lips. I don't be You're like the big boys. I'm doing 730. I'm doing 735. And uh I'm doing um three seventy for three reps. No, I don't I don't post those. You see, I'm training, I'm pulling up numbers, just be careful, just be careful. It's not my top sets. <laughs> wow. Good. It's not so, my top set.
0: So you... Okay. So could I post a 365 if it's, if it's not your top set? <laughs> Let's do Six spots. Six spots. Let's make it spicy. Let's make it spicy. Let's get everybody talking.
1: I'm going to think about it. One week oh, oh, okay. <laughs> of the show. You want to create a top of I'm going to send you it. You're going you're gonna to inbox me on number via WhatsApp. I'm going to send you it.
0: Okay. All right, sounds good. So if you're doing that kind of numbers on deadlifts, yeah, you're over nine hundred would be there for you,
1: and you would. I heard you've been improving your pick. bench press as well. Yes, my bench press is one well, of my weakest, but we uh, got getting there slowly, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm you getting just... there slowly. I want to say this: my finance is the top, uh, the top six or the top eight openers. Imagine that. I'm not close to these guys yet. Yeah. If I at 200 kilos, it's over every single 93. Because there's no one holding me back. No one.
0: And, um, so after this is all said and done, who do you think is going to be what everybody's talking about after Sheffield? When, when Monday rolls around and everybody goes back to work and they're all talking about Sheffield. What are they talking about?
1: They're gonna talking about the top five guys, and especially those who came from nowhere to something. I'll be one of those guys on everyone's sensation. But Sheffield doesn't stop everything. While some people will go on a vacation, take a week off and those stuff, enjoy the little wins three months after worlds Mm
0: -hmm. that's right so i'm glad you brought that up how do you feel about some of the americans crossing over from usapl to the ipf like none other than brendan petrie who's a phenomenal lifter himself have have you been paying much attention to that or you weren't paying attention until he's
1: actually over here i follow as much as possible but one of the main reasons a lot of athletes are moving over now is because they seem, I will say it straight, now they see where IPF is going and where SBD want to carry the sport. I I love and respect what the USA PL or what the USA franchise has done to elevate and even help the athletes, not just to market themselves, but to become much more competitive and so forth. I'll tell you this here. 50 50 when it comes to the pro leagues because you have tested and you have untested so it's 50 50. Mm-hmm. the beauty part about it now almost every single athlete is like oh I'm going over go back to the IPF the IPF has a one male rule stipulation once you compete pro league you gotta face a 12 months ban or 12 month suspension once you return it and then you have to test part um test before you return mm-hmm. So that's one of the main criteria to return to the IPF in which we all know what's going on. Whether you've been on it or you are not being on it, you chew, you're chewing gums or you're doing chewing gums, so it is what it is. So I welcome, again, as what you both say, you want to go go and do it, fine, feel free. But remember, when it comes here, we are fighting for the main big check.
0: And you were actually saying, uh, before we started recording, you got, you just, you got water tested. You got blood tested. Heiko got blood tested. Jesus has been blood tested. I'm. Yeah, show you my papers right now, buddy. What's that? I can show you my papers. If, if you think I'm lying. That's right. So I, I'm glad you're talking about this and how you are in the water program. You get blood tested the whole nine because people always say about somebody who's from outside their circle immediately. He's on steroids. That's how people talk. Yeah, you know it. Why do you think that is?
1: I don't know when it comes to potential or everybody wanna be in the limelight or so. I don't wanna reiterate much because a lot of people when they point their fingers and so forth. But watching Rocky itself from one to one to six, was one of the best Rockies I stand and even now is rocky four yeah rocky four it shows uh, that literally outsiders uh, are on drugs enhancers hardcore enhancers whether you have the best training facility or whatever you're in hardcore drugs so whether they are on it or they're not it, it will always uh, remain like that but uh, If you as an athlete know to you 100% certain to yourself and you're not being injecting your shit, you're not taking pills or stuff and you're putting up those numbers, you're training your butt off. There's no one else in the face of the earth who come and point fingers at you, buddy. Mm -hmm. Honestly speaking.
0: And, And is this like an opportunity for you because you are in the water program and you've been leading into this? You got blood tested and piss tested. So they have it, and then after at the meet, they're gonna do it again. So you could be like, Good, there. We could shut the door on this.
1: Not shut the door, you're shutting the door after three uh after six weeks, you're gonna shut the door on that. <laughs> it doesn't go just like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you had said on the Sabato podcast, you're like, anybody wants to see
1: my water profile?
0: Go ahead. Uh, I I got I got it I got it all. You have the receipts for for all your testing.
1: Yes, sir. Not just receipts. I have the emails too. Yeah,
0: <laughs> there it is. So that'll close the book on that one. Um, and going at Sheffield, who are you interested in watching? Like as a fan, are you interested in watching any as as a fan? Because this is a massive event.
1: Everyone out there is friends with a. Uh, we like it or not. One thing I would love uh, to interact uh, with all the athletes, especially the male athletes ourselves. Even though we are a bit egoistic, uh, we have our own time, we are in a game zone or so. I call and I'll say it proudly. I will shake everyone's hand and say, My brother, it's been an honor, it's been a pleasure. Let's go and get it. For those who don't want to find out me, at the end of the day, we're all athletes. It's not like, you're a robot and I'm human. Mm. That's the ugly part. And I think we should all, all say here's why. When we go out there, we want to break a record. We want to set something. We should support each other because we don't know who else is going to come and set that not just for us, but for themselves. That's, the, that's why the I main things I, I would love to see. Honestly speaking. They got, they got a lot of silent killers out there or whatever, but come on, man. It's not, you're not going to war? Well, you going to war on, on selling totals. But at the end of the day, we are humans, buddy. Cheer one another, support one another. That'd be with USA, New Zealand, Diana, China, and other countries, bro. Damn, come on. <laughs> So do you feel
0: like or or do you enjoy the (laughs) fact that there is showmanship like there is at Sheffield? Do you see yourself leaning into that side where you're, you know, you've seen some of the other lifters at Sheffield do that?
1: My showmanship remains one and classic. One and classic. And they're going to remain there from since uh, 2018 to now. You've seen it. You're sad at that was, and you're going to see the same me. You're not going to see me jumping up, posing, and all kind of crazy, buying the crowd. Yeah, I love to buy the crowd, but here's what, my weights come first, and then we're going to buy the crowd later.
0: Mm.
1: I love the hype, mm. I love the state, but sportsmanship, uh, it's paramount.
0: And and do you think you're going to be ready for that kind of atmosphere? Because some people were saying when they got the Sheffield, they were shocked. Some people were in the back room and they were trying to adjust one of the televisions because it was too loud. And the television, they, it, it, they're they trying to warm up and concentrate and the roaring of the crowd and everything on the TV was just like distracting. So I think it was Eric Helms walked up and he's like, let me turn this freaking thing down because this is, this is crazy loud right now. And he realized the volume was off. That was the crowd through the walls, several walls and they were in a basement. And he's like, holy shit, we could hear that in the basement. And then when they walked up and they were actually at the, the stage, they could feel the crowds boom, boom, start chanting like, Jesus, and it reverberates in their chest. And they're like, like nothing they'd experienced. Um, have you thought about this? Do you do any kind of mental prep for these kind of things? Because you're you've been at this for a while but you've leveled up very quickly. You've been powerlifting yeah. for years, but the level has been bang, boom, and you're here. Have mm-hmm.
1: yeah. uh, you thought
0: about that? Do you mental prep?
1: My mental prep is still, uh, what we could say, buzzes me off because oh. even at the local meeting, I still be, what we could say, the, uh, getting the butterflies, uh, the moths, uh, everything starts uh, grumbling for me. But the vibe, the atmosphere—I can say one thing for sure: due to strongman, in which everybody supports one another, the crowd goes wild when they see crazy stuff. Uh recently last year, I uh, had a return champion for Aruba Strongest Man, and everyone was like, "Nah, because sorry, and I was in lead, right? And I was in third, sitting third for the first two days, and on the last day." Everybody's like, this is it. Do or die. So, so and I was quite confident that he's going to win the title. But the beauty part about it, now I know Surinam's weakness. They don't do conditioning. So we had mm. a, uh, a deadly medley. The deadly medley consists of dumbbell, circle dumbbell, 50 kilo, and then 45 kilo, single press. From that, you have... Uh, the yoke carry that's two from yoke carry. You have uh hustleful stone 85 90 kilo carry from that. You have one back uh, and you have farmer's carry 185 uh, 200 pounds in each hand, and then you have uh, sandbag a 285 pound sandbag. <laughs> so brutal. everybody's like, Shit, this is pissed. so I know exactly That's how I train, and the that you have to do it in less than a minute and thirty seconds. Yeah. So imagine this era. Huh? the top three. You have Guyana, Aruba, Suriname. Aruba went. To, uh, Aruba set the pace at one minute and uh, let's say a minute and twelve, a minute and ten seconds, roughly. I went. Uh, it at 58 seconds oh my gosh yeah I already put myself second now in front of Aruba and I'm waiting for Suriname to respond so I gotta beat me even though he finished the obstacle of course he gotta beat my timing so Surinaam got second or third in the event he got he got a minute and change because sandbag is his ugliest nightmare ever <laughs> <laughs> Good. So, besides that now, the crowd is impeccable. Like, yes, everybody is going crazy. So, after I believe the lead now, just by one point, just by one point, we have Atlas Stones for the last. And Atlas Stones start from roughly 65, 70 kilos and go all the way up to 150 kilos.
0: Oh, my God. Oh,
1: yeah. That's, that's so now uh so in scripts it and set the set the bar at roughly forty-eight to fifty seconds. Right? Aruba sets it at 37 38 seconds. Guess how many seconds I set it at? To retain my title.
0: Thirty-six.
1: Nah. Come come back, you got two more chances. 35. Nope. Last chance. 33? Nope. i give you a golden buzzer. Let me see (laughs) it. Did you get in the 20s? Yes, sir. 28 seconds. Oh, damn. Yep. Every single one was like, nah, that guy is on drugs. Gotta be on drugs. Trust me. Ever since then, yep. So you've been tested.
0: You've been you've been with the big crowds. You've been with the whole like more than just powerlifting, essentially.
1: Not as not as big as Sheffield, but Sheffield is going to set the prize in a different level.
0: Right. right, right, right. Got you. How did you find powerlifting? How big is powerlifting in in Guyana?
1: Powerlifting here in Guyana is not as big. Uh, as uh, within the US or is not as big uh, as uh, the UK or any other high high level country. For here in Guyana, I'm proud to say it, we have novices, they're coming up on my birthday, the 18th of February, that's novices. Three months or two months uh, and a half after that, then we're gonna have intermediates. And then on uh, sometime in August, we're gonna have our nationals. And then from our national, sometime in late November or early December, we're going to have senior national. So there's only four championships we get. Other than that, mm-hmm. only two I look forward to compete at. Uh, and now it's only one I look forward to compete at because a lot of lifters are like, oh, Carlos, every time you compete, you just be putting people on the backboard. burner. I was like, well, you got to work your butt up to get where I am a day like today. Simple. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And how did you find powerlifting? Powerlifting is... Uh, it's not just a, a, a sport. It keeps you in check. It keeps you in par. As I mentioned before, if you squat, to, let's say 300 kilo, and you missed it, it's going to tamper with you 100%. You're like, hell no. I got to get that shit. So you go on it. You repeat, you repeat, you repeat. You fail, you fail, you fail, you fail, until all of a sudden, your body gets accustomed to that stuff. And you all of a sudden, you start repping it. And there's where persistence comes in, okay? Perseverance, everything enhances your ma- your body, your mind, everything.
0: And you said in that SPD video, were you working young at a young age and you got a, a drastic injury um, that you thought was going to stop you from even just normally functioning, let alone being an athlete in any kind of sport? And then from there, you started building towards strength training to rebuild your body, and the strength started coming on. Muscle mass started coming on.
1: Yep. So to flash back a bit uh, on that part uh, for me, I was a stevedore. Stevedore is a person who works uh, on the docks just like Rocky again. So <clears throat> with the beauty with me, I'm Rocky now. I uh, was a po- one of the persons working on the vessel. Okay? We discharge containers or we offload containers and either containers, cargo, uh bulk cargo, free cargo, you name it, 2-3 o'clock in the morning sometime. If it's not logs, you have to work fertilizer. If it's not fertilizer, you have to pack sugar. If you have to pack sugar, you have to offload rice and so forth. So, uh, working as a stevedore at a very young age, it wasn't that easy, but it the, opens your mind to be much more, what we could say, aware of your surroundings and stuff. Because at John Fernandez, okay, you have uh, you have cranes moving, you have forklifts going. Sometimes you have heavy duty trucks going. Then you have uh, uh, truck and trailers. You have uh, stackers. Stackers are machines that stack in containers. Sometimes you have. Uh, other heavy duty vehicle being discharged or being offloaded from our off of vessels, and there's a bunch of work going on at one time. So um the day that uh, I fell in the container was we were stuffing rice. So there's a 20 foot container. We stand it up, okay. So the 20 foot door going to be on top. We got to climb, okay. We open. I, I was very agile, very flexible till now. And we go up there, and we always race in to see who's going to stuff the most containers before the morning is up. I was already at 17 containers in total. We stuff in the last one, and the container was already halfway. They couldn't operate to bring up the bags and stuff. So one of the bags was leaking rice. there was white rice, white broken rice to export. So I reached to the bagger, cut it, make sure it was, the one next door was like a bunch, okay. And when it came over, it popped. So, the one the bag right next to it, one of the straps went out. All you hear is box pass, man down. I couldn't jump overboard. No container tech one. So, with that, now this here, this here looks like a bullet hole. Let me show you what's up.
0: See? Oh wow! Holy that is holy smokes, Carlos! That yeah. is like a bullet hole in your leg.
1: Yeah, yeah. A, a lot of people, a lot of people, even the uh, the people from New Zealand ask me, "Yo, did you get shot there?" Nah, this is part of my injury. And de- this here was uh, a little bit bigger. And on the day of the injury, as you could see, there's still traces of the wood that passed through here. Three of my fingers and a little bit of my um baby finger could have fit in there comfortable.
0: Oh my god, Carlos, that would have been a massive gash in your leg. For anyone listening, good. the scar to this day is massive. But he's showing well, no,
1: how big it, it, it was it, at it's the looked, time. it looked like a bullet hole, trust me. A, a lot of people even at um if it's you good. look back at some some of my videos um at wars and even before wars Everybody asks me, "What, well, like that guy is taking stuff or something?" <laughs> and there's one was... here, and then you have this one here. This Brothers, one here—that's
0: that—is so close on your thigh. You have so many major arteries in your legs and thighs. You could easily died, and that—that that is bigger than a bullet hole. That is like a shotgun.
1: Nah. <laughs> I'm a brother. So there's one of it, uh, and. Besides a dislocated pelvis and a fractured scapula, I don't know if, that's, um, if that were my main weakness to make my bench press weak or so, but uh, I'm getting there slowly. And I was hospitalized from August 29, 2013 to roughly about uh, uh, what three months or so. And December 12, 2013, I returned to work John Fernandez doing light work. That's what Alan Fernandez, my immediate boss, was. Told me, I'm you're going to do light work uh, and stuff. A week after, he had wanted me to start lift training. I was like, lift training now? So I was, uh, since then, bold. I won't say arrogant, but uh, I set my table straight. I was already a senior guy on the waterfront. And I told him, I was like, do respect. Many people many operators and many personnel came after me they passed through my hand their operators now now because i fall in a container everything go a little bit after me you want to give me faculty work now hey well, you will keep it and continue working on the ground you hear me i wasn't sorry if i operator yet i was not no clo- the way close to getting my first certification Okay, in rigging and lifting, you get me? Well, mm. so <coughs> within that time now, January twelfth, two thousand fourteen, around that same time, I started gym. Within that same year, Repsol started engaging uh, programs uh, towards rigging, lifting, for seed. And I was already an emergency response uh, person to John Fernandez Limited. That's on the workforce. So I have uh, many certificates in for Aid up to level three at the electricity. today. Within that now, get uh, certain things going and so forth. I don't have uh, a professional degree like some of the athletes uh, or so forth. But I have certificates that almost every three, four years, I got to be renewing. For example, my crane certificate, my uh, uh, Siemens program, and so forth. I can almost go and work almost everywhere, anywhere, once I want to, or if I want to. So I started training, double training, got to pass my course, become senior banksman and so forth. And within three, four weeks, uh, I had to go through the grind. I had to wear like a like a heavy duty belt. My sister um, torn her fingers, prepping that stuff and thing. And honestly, my brother, it it was quite uh, painful, honestly speaking. But one thing I set out: when I heal from this, there is nothing else gonna come and crumble my cookie. And I set out straight. That's the determination that I have, and besides that, anything I set my hands on and anything my mind is set to achieve, I set out to be one of the best. I resigned from John Fernandez as a senior Warfront worker. I returned in. Uh, I returned there during COVID times that you well i already had my certificates and stuff alan finance told me i don't know you as a crane operator i say yeah but that doesn't mean when i leave one way i will i will continue one way no i elevate so he's like all right cool you're gonna go um and you're going go the far Cliffs and see what's up even though training was a bit off, still i was able to had to find time get away and stuff to put in some extra cause COVID got almost everybody in a refra. So to the point though in 2014 I started off bodybuilding. With my first uh, three, four weeks, they had a they had a poster showing in Body gym. So everybody's like they saw my built uh, I was a fizzle but I didn't I didn't have the size what I have now. So everybody's like, hey, Carlos is going for the stage, boy. I am my going up. <laughs> so I was like, nah, man, I'm not interested in that yet. So everybody was like, ah, oh, you should take it up. So I, I buy I buy the beta and end up going. I end up going up now, become a laughing stock or whatever. But that's what it is. Within uh, 2014 now, I reached out to a friend of, uh, well, he wasn't my friend then, but he was very well-known in the country. Randolph Morgan, former powerlifter, top-ranked powerlifter for Guyana. He, I, I reached out to him. I told him what's up. He's like, all right, cool, no problem. Come through. So I met him. He told and said, all right, let me see what you got. We went to Bodies. I I started training at Bodies full-time, see what's up. But not really full-time because I had to finish work first and then go to train. But I was training with Morgan 100. So Morgan showed me the ropes of powerlifting, see more up. That's around 2014. Then started lifting until 2016. I continued training as a bodybuilder with the little knowledge what Morgan left me. I just become more powerful. I already started pulling 500, 600 pounds for four or five reps. And I was literally a rookie. But if I had gotten the right mentorship, just like how many athletes in the US get that breakthrough, Trust me, I would have being far ahead. I even become former world champion. But who knows knows, right? So I set out that part uh, 2016. I was like, flip bodybuilding. I was in and out of bodybuilding. So 2016, I started off the rampage right here in Guyana. Novices uh, won it. Overall best lifter. Intermediates won it. Start breaking some junior records and open records. Set off uh, our Nationals. Raw Nationals, break my own squad record, break my own deadlift record. Set off a new total. Challenge the Open now. So a lot of senior is like, a fresh kid on the block. Oh, really? Dealing with big boys now. Pick this. I say, all right, yeah, I think it's joke. I make it, all right, good. Share some next December. qualify for 2017 NAPF. My very first championship with Mitchell Chance and Walter Carriazo, Epic battle. Oh, that was my oh, very wow. first. Yeah. Mitchell Chance beat me by three kilos. Three kilos, yeah, boy beat me by. And Walter's Canadian. I'm familiar with him, too. Yeah, Walter champ. Carriazzo. That same year, Walter Carriazzo, I believe that same year, the following year, Walter went to Wars and he got seventh or eighth. He got his ass whooped. Yeah, one of the, um, besides I continue training, Morgan had a Migrated from Guyana and gone to live in Puerto Rico or Ecuador. He only visited Guyana once or twice. Those when I had already won uh, two international titles. My first will be Mexico. I went to Mexico literally looking for chance, but chance uh, he wasn't um partaking in that one. 2019 got suspended internally from my Federation because I and tell the Federation. Exactly what's up. You guys aren't feeding me. Um, you're not clothing me. you not giving me a stipend for performing this well or whatever. So I turn and say, here's what. This is what it is. I went, I competed in Barbados, a strongman, and competed powerlifting. Well, powerlifting was uh, unsanctioned. So I faced the full 12 months. I was like, all right, no problem. But don't ask. That year was eye of the tiger for me. I was number two strongman in Guyana and julio sinclair my countryman he was number one we set out uh, we see what's up uh, and things so it's like uh, this is a different ball game so big john at that time he was m- my coach uh, big john edwards another top rank athlete for guyana one of the most decorated also uh, put me through the training and stuff he said okay hey, well, but powerlifting on positive, we focus on something different. And my strongman training got from, what we could say, 50%, 60% to incredible gains. So a lot of people like, nah, Carlos got to be on drugs. No, I'm not on drugs. Just that. When people tell me, even when people don't me, I use that as extra fuel, my brother. Extra fuel. A lot of people, we was training for a strongman, myself and Sinclair and all of a sudden, things start to get a little, little shaky because I don't know if he had injuries or so. At the same time, he were, we were both preparing for a championship, which is um, senior bodybuilding. I won the title that same year also. So, that year for me, powerlifting was half the charts. But see, bodybuilding and strongman and arm wrestling, woof, I was smoking the scenes. So, everybody was like, oh, Carlos... Powerlifting well, is done with Carlos. He's, he's gone to the bad side now. As I gone to the bad side, I Hold on, wait till 2020 comes. Trust me, I was running on steam. 2020 came, boop, COVID. I mean, shit. Put it on pause. I had a little from financial difficulties almost everywhere, but I was able to survive a day like today. 2021, kick off, set off certain stuff. Qualify myself again, no hacks. I have the tiger again in me. I share some licks till now buddy till now
0: a long road so you've been from 2014 when Morgan took you under his wing that's 10 years ago this is a 10 year journey to get here so for a lot of people who are like he's the new kid for you it's like there's nothing new about this for you you've been doing this
1: I've been doing doing it but not to that top level yet now I'm able to do it at the top level
0: Right, and you had said you were in Sweden for 2019 Worlds. Yes, is that right? Yeah. So, w- w- which is crazy. I remember that World Championships when when Ray like that's when Ray bombed out. And mm, yep. Brett Brett Gibbs versus Russell Orhi, mm. and um, that was a, I believe was that big, same year.
1: I believe that same year Brett Gibbs uh, retained his title, or he lost. I just can't fully recall. Russell but took uh, it that year. Yeah, that year. Yeah. So, and I believe that same year is when Brett gives, uh, um, I think he hung up his gloves. I never saw he him hasn't back. Been
0: back. That's right. He hasn't been back. He, he's,
1: yeah, he's he, was, he was He was great. He was great. He's
0: nice. phenomenal. So, uh, did, you, did you just go there to watch?
1: <laughs> now, you're not, now you're hitting the hammer on the right nails. All right, here's what. After I got suspended for returning from uh, Barbados, my uh i had gotten through with the changing visa everything i had been through the full six miles to get to sweden on the last minute when i was uh, let's say preparing to go to Sheffield, um preparing to go to sweden the federation sent me a notice oh carlos um x and y and z due to your participation in Barbados you've been suspended from that time to x time i was like you guys could suspend me. I don't give a damn. I'm going to Sweden. Mm. Yeah. I went. I talked to Mr. Gasson Paraj. I talked to Mr. Armstrong. I spoke to um, Robert Keller. The tournament said, if your federation doesn't... uh, In fact, the federation pulled you out. So, sorry, we can't do anything about it. I said, all right, no problem. At that same time, there's two former world champions here that I reach out to for help and all those stuff. uh, Told me certain words in which recently I told them the same words that they told me. And I was like, thank you very much for your help, but sorry I can't see myself having a decent conversation with you. So when you treat me bad, my brother, and I succeed, trust me, the same results you're going to get, bro. Mm. Honestly speaking. Mm -hmm. You wish me well, I wish you well. You wish me bad, I wish you bad too. But here's what, I'm going to keep smiling, keep cheering you on. Honestly speaking, I so never give up. Full,
0: this has come full circle now. That the yes. picture gotcha, 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 and it all dates st- right back to 2019. Now what? people are going to be wondering,
1: well, who was a world champion in 2019? Well, I could tell you the, the the world champion 2019. That's Anatoly, right? Anatoly. And I believe, uh, uh no, not Hanlon. Uh, next guy, I have pictures with uh, Olive. That same year, L.S. McLean took fourth or fifth. He didn't podium. He podium individually, yes, but he did not um did it for totals.
0: I'm gonna bring it up right now. I'm gonna see the. Uh, let me. It's been a minute. I remember that World Championships, my man. And um, let me see. Let's bring back 2019. Classic World Championships. Here it is. The men's. I think Headland came in. Yeah, Headland came in silver. David Wilson from the US came in bronze. I remember that. Uh, yeah, LS McLean took fourth. Barry from Ireland took a fifth. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yep. Gotcha.
1: I know LS McLean for sure. We used to chat in and out. But one thing I know for sure, he's one. I can tell you this after the bat. He. Is one of the guys never shown me or put me in a car and he's like, Yo, you go for it, uh, you just stay put. Whatsoever people tell you, you just take it with a pinch of salt, my brother.
0: That's the type of dude that Ellis McLean is, trust me.
1: But the other two USA athletes that I reach out to, trust me, I see them and say, Hmm. Honestly speaking, yep, I'm not calling names because they're gonna stop pointing fingers and I don't even care.
0: And that's
1: what it is. I'm right where you guys at now. That's the beauty poverty. There's that. Sorry, we won't have that uh what we could say intelligent conversation anymore.
0: Hmm. Interesting, man. Maybe at some point. Uh, now I'm dying wow. to find out, but we'll talk wow. about it some other time. <laughs>
1: You're gonna figure it out. I'll figure it out.
0: <laughs>
1: or maybe the same person gonna pop in and tell us, hey, X and Y and Z right but maybe there's something i always say um of that, everyone willing to judge you on many levels and what i will say is uh, you need to read the book first before you judge the book when you when you read the book yes, you are able to judge it quite well He's like here's what the guy has his time the guy has his words, the guy has his ego, he has his attitude, or whatever. But damn, bro, you gotta give respect when you see it, bro. That's all. That's
0: why, for a lot of in a lot of ways, this whole world's Sheffield is a redemption for you to prove that you're on this level with everyone else. In anything anybody said previously about suspensions or whatever the heck you're like, good, good. Let me get water tested. Let me get blood tested. Everything that goes with being at a world championship, everything with go that goes with going to Sheffield, it clears everything up, doesn't it? This is like a a huge moment for you to, yeah. to prove a lot of things in a lot of different areas for you.
1: Yeah. Hey, uh, so my brother, I'll tell you this here. You see, if you don't learn certain things along the journey, it doesn't make sense to you to go do something all over again. You know what I mean? A lot of people we have a saying here in Guyana. And even a lot of Caribbean, um, the Caribbean heaven spirit says it a lot. If you stamp your toe here is a mistake. If you stamp your toe tomorrow on the same spot it's a coincidence. But if you stamp your toe on the same spot the third day It becomes a habit. Mm. So something is either you're doing something wrong or either you're doing something right. So you got to take it, whether right or wrong. Simple.
0: Hmm. This is going to be an interesting Sheffield, man. I'm already hyped. I think a lot of people are, when they listen to this podcast, are going to start... Putting you in with the big guns, putting you in with the big names, and taking it seriously no, no, like no, that. no,
1: no, 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 no. You don't like so? Not the big guns, the big names, yes, but not the big guns yet. When I get there, then. But just that, you, you um, put it this way. It's like you you make an egg, right? You fry an egg. We're gonna put it as simple as that. You fry an egg. You don't want to make an omelet. But then all of a sudden you put a pinch of salt, you put the thing uh, a little bit of black pepper and then all of a sudden' it's like you uh, something pop up and you finish it and uh, you went to do it and you come out he's like, did I put salt? You see you might see the black pepper like, I'm just gonna add a little bit of all purpose seasoning right Adobo or whatever. And then when you taste the egg when, you're like shit, this is corn <laughs> I'm that person. <laughs> oh my. I don't know if I follow, but I'm hungry as shit right now.
0: <laughs> well,
1: that, that's what that's what I'm saying. The distraction when you come back, they like, "Hey, did I put salt in the egg?" Yeah, I'm that distraction. Ah, gotcha. So yes, it'll so- be
0: afterwards when we look back, they'll they'll think
1: about it differently. I nah, like, man, they, 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 they're not going to say it's salty. They're like, yo, this is team. <laughs> all I'm saying, all I'm saying, the top guns know me. You know what I mean? The top guns know me. I'm not in the B team anymore, as you mentioned earlier, right? Right. Look, no. Now, when a lot of people doing, uh, let's say, like what SBD did last year for Wars, you have a uh, the top five guns Keiko, Chance, Conlan, uh, Amir, and Gavin. Right? Mm-hmm. Big guns all of a sudden Chance then went, and then you have Sasha. Carlos Peterson is nowhere there, right? right. No way there. But, but this year, Carlos Peterson is. I'm walking with a needle. Small needle. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you'll be in, you'll be mentioned with the big guns. All right. Talking about mentioning the big guns. Um, I got a game I play sometimes on the podcast called the name game. So I'll say a name and then you say either one word, two words, as many words as you like that you think of when you hear the name. Whoa. Okay. So if I say, if I, this is an easy one, but if I say Keiko, you might say big bench or whatever. You you can say mm. two words, one words, or or uh, and some people end up getting it to stories, so that you don't have to be limited if you don't want to, up to you. But um, yeah, we'll, we'll see. We, but anything, we all know we all know Kaiko has a big bench, buddy. Yeah, that's well, that's it. That was the easy, low hanging fruit I got off there. But um, all right, name game, my friend. The first name on the name game. Let's do it, Jonathan Kaiko. Uh,
1: Mister Bench.
0: Mister Bench. Gustav Hedlund. ring a Bay. <laughs> He's good. You should look him up. How about this guy? Gavin Aiden. Mr. Hype. No lie. Chance Mitchell. Former oh, rivalry.
1: Brennan Petrie. Uh I don't know much about him, but uh, I look it up. Emil
0: Karastev, good contender. Amar Kanan, hmm. good squatter. Anatoly. Novo Pismani Powerful Um, Jesus Olivares
1: The beast himself And one more Well the beauty part The beauty part about Olivares Maybe he's a 120 plus And that guy He's in a league of his own Buddy
0: League of his own He's Yeah I'm really excited To see what he does At Sheffield man it was crazy what he did last year. Go nine for nine. Biggest total we've ever seen in powerlifting period. Tested, untested, whatever. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm excited. And how about one more uh Penna from France? Penna Giotis from France.
1: I will give him the little crane, buddy. <laughs> you want, you want you... yeah, that, that dude is a small crane, trust me. He's a small crane. Small cream? crane crane the machine oh crane
0: okay got you yeah yeah no he man he is he's he's a he's a little monster but uh yeah. anyways listen man thank you for coming on the podcast do you sell like coaching or anything or that's somewhat that we can plug for you for everyone listening
1: yes uh I well i don't sell coaching because i don't really have a format or a body or so but Again, I'm an open booker. Uh, Currently, I'm pursuing my coaching certificate. Yes, I would love to um, travel to Sweden to get it uh, officially, but uh, I got to do it slowly as possible because, again, I don't have that amount of resources here. I got to, we could say, I got to market myself, uh, not just to get funds. uh, But when it comes to sport, it's all about marketing. Other than that, Got a 10 hour, sometimes a 12 hour. Gotta go make the dollar, put bread on the table. That's how it goes. But other than that, anyone can reach out to me. You need the uh, programming, you need uh, certain training uh, parts. I could be able to set out that for anyone. I'm an open book. Because today, tomorrow, tomorrow, there's the next thing too I wanted to speak about. There's a lot of coaches out there. Everything is money, 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 money. Oh, come on, man. You're gonna die with a wall of money, and you cannot repair your own life. I got, I got this, I got that to say. You could build the greatest mansion. You're not carrying it with you, buddy. Yes, you're gonna be lived wealthy and everything. You carry food to the grave.
0: You would like to give
1: back to people
0: who were like you in your situation when you needed help, and no one was helping you. You want to be yes. the person you needed when you
1: needed them. Yes, sir. I, I I already doing that right here in Guyana. I'm not even looking back for one cent. A lot of people are like, oh, Carlos, I need this, I need that. How can I do this? I... Here's what. Work with my belt for the next two days or three weeks or so, you're good, buddy. Save up your money. Yeah, I, I literally loan my gears up. Now I have enough. I didn't have shit, bro. Honestly speaking, I have to be saving five, six, or even a thousand bucks to bring in a decent uh, in the belt or a decent uh singlet or uh a yellow jacket sleeves. And up to now, I still have them. I could even to look back. I could even to go in my uh, my old suitcase. I was like, "Yo, here's where I started, buddy. Here's where I started. My very first squat shoes. A friend." Where I used to work in Arogo Mines, he bought it for me. And up to day, like today, I still have it. So I was doing some, what uh, you could say, I refurbished it, 100. It's functional. And, <laughs> excuse me, I took out a picture and I said to him, he's like, damn, Carlos, you can keep. I said, like, yes, I know where I came from. I know where I was. I know where I'm going.
0: You know what? You, um... I don't know what certificate you're meaning in Sweden, but I don't know if you need, you know, how many coaches are out there that don't have whatever certificate that is. I don't think you need that certificate. You do what you do at the World Championships. You do what you can do at Sheffield. You, in, in things play out like you think. I would love if you had, if you could do some kind of program or whatever. You work with somebody really, like, look, I want my stuff to be available to whoever wants it. Just take it. Here's my advice on squatting. Here's some programs that work for me. Just take it. And then whatever kid on the come up from whatever nation who can't afford it, doesn't have to reach out, like you said, that, that'd be huge, man. That's a huge yeah, giving back you could do.
1: And well, uh, I really, as mentioned, I already started here, but again, only recently I not too long hit a 1,000 followers on I. That's gonna change after Sheffield, man. Sheffield
0: blows up people's social media. And um everything's gonna change, man. Right? You gotta post though. You gotta like, I can help you out, but you gotta post and we can do collaborative and stuff. And um, I can help you blow it up. But we we gotta, you know what we gotta see, man? We gotta see that 365 deadlift. I think we post it. We do a collab.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Here's what, hit me up via WhatsApp, uh, hit me up on IG, I'm going to send you my WhatsApp and I will send you some stuff. You could do it, all your editing or whatever, but I'm not giving you my bench. I'm not giving that's you okay. my bench.
0: Keep the bench. That's okay. I'm excited to see it, but that's okay. And then we'll, we could collaborate and um, then people go to your IG because we'll both be on collab posts there and it'll help out. Yeah,
1: then, much um, appreciated, were, much
0: appreciated. I much
1: appreciate buddy. Very much appreciate
0: and you're doing like I love what you're doing, man. Giving back and like helping out. There's gonna be some kids that are on the come up and they need what you're gonna give. So I, uh, I want to
1: make it big right here in Anna.
0: Thank you for coming on the podcast. I appreciate your time, your training, everything you're doing. Um, I'll see you in Sheffield, man. Good luck, my brother. And I'll see you, I'll see you at worlds after that.
1: My brother, thank you once again. Again. Not just having me, but uh, for the exposure, for the time, and also your sacrifice behind the sport, Because so I know for sure you're right there, and you were able to bring up a previous championship in which you already know what's up. But again, I'm willing to make my my own name, make my own uh, branding, which is the showstopper. Trust me, I'm coming. I'm coming to show the world what's up. I love it, man. The show
0: stop is coming to the show at Sheffield. Make sure everybody watches. And for everybody listening, please do please do subscribe as usual. And until next time, six pack lapidat, six up, and we are out.